Hello, ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr., and it is a pleasure and a privilege to be with all of you today. Thank you so, so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me, with this brother right here that tries very, very hard to break through the monotony of propaganda that is constantly being perpetrated on us, the American people, and bring you some truth and bring you some substance that you don't normally hear, especially uh, if you're watching television. So I am the alternative to that. There's a lot of places you could be right now, so I'd like to truly say thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. If you're on Facebook, they're still being nice. Thank you, gotta be thankful for that. Uh, Please hit the share button right now on Facebook. Please hit the share button right now. You never know if one of your friends or family members or somebody else's friend or family member may see something on today's show that will enlighten them, that will spark their interest enough to then go research what they hear today, and hopefully it'll wake them up. If you're on Twitter, thank you so much. Please retweet my YouTube audience. Thank you so much. And if you're on my podcast listening to me right now, thank you so much for helping me skyrocket through the charts. I uh, did an interview with Charlie Kirk yesterday that's going to pop but it's going to drop I think tomorrow or today or tomorrow uh, that you only get to hear these one-on-one interviews on my podcast plus you get all my daily news as well so thank you so much for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast if you haven't already please after the show go subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. podcast you got to have that J in there to find me all right friends we're going to get into it there's a whole heck of a lot of breaking news I've got a lot to cover with you from uh, Antifa being exposed to Attorney General Bill Barr calling them out. I've also got some heart-wrenching videos to show you, and then I dropped a video earlier on white privilege, and I'm gonna show you the video that sparked uh, me making that video on, uh, on so many people, so many Americans that are so distraught right now, so confused, not sure what to do, caught in the middle of this uh, race war that we're all seeing take place on television and on social media, but I'm going to show you the video that literally made me so infuriated I just had to speak into the camera and hope that somebody that watched that video would be uh, inspired, would feel the chains literally loosen off of them. So many messages I've received from Americans that say, what do I do? How am I supposed to respond? What do I do? Well, I tried to clear a lot of that, a lot of that up for you in that video, but uh, I'm going to bring you that video as well and then some more. Well, we've got uh, this. I'm going to start right off with Antifa being exposed, and then I've got a video to show to prove it as well. Project Veritas, my friend James O'Keefe, has continued to expose what's really going on behind the scenes uh, that, again, the mainstream media should be doing this, but they're not. This time they exposed the domestic terrorists. Thank God they're going to be deemed that, known as Antifa. Learn what they teach their recruits, friends. This is truly uh, alarming. And study their methods, and you will see why they are the darling of the Democrat Party. The Democrats have not denounced them. In fact, so many of them have embraced them. Nicholas Safuni, Rose City Antifa, practice things like an eye gouge. It takes very little pressure to injure someone's eyes. Really, this is what they're talking about? Nicholas Safuni, Rose City, same thing. Police are going to be be like, uh, perfect, we can prosecute these efforts. Look how violent they are. Not that uh, we Antifa aren't, but we need to hide that we are. Consider destroying your enemy. Not like delivering a really awesome right hand, right eye, left eye below. You know it's not boxing. It's not kickboxing. It's like destroying your inner enemy. These are the people that are literally right now being embraced, being welcomed 
into the into all these protests again if black lives matter really cared about the safety and security of any americans they would immediately kick out anybody that looked like antifa they should be kicking out anybody that's completely got that's completely hidden with a with a hat with eyeglasses with a, a scarf or something covering their face they all kind of have an mo they're all carrying backpacks and it's because it's what's inside of those backpacks that's really alarming here's a video from project veritas exposing exposing antifa i've been undercover with real city antifa since july of 2000 depending on the setting if i were to be caught or found out in a setting where i am present with them it could escalate to violence against me don't be that guy with the goddamn spiked brass knuckles getting photos taken of you police are going to be like perfect we can prosecute these look how violent they are right not that we're not but we need Yes, these are the people that are among us. Those are the individuals that the president so uh, so perfectly said need to be classified as a domestic terrorist organization. They are all about mayhem. They are they're worse than communists. They're Marxists, and they do not care about anybody. They don't care about the health and safety of anyone. They truly want anarchy in this country, and unfortunately, so many Democrat governors and mayors are basically just allowing it. They're talking about, though, the National Guard doesn't need to come in. You hear Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, uh, what they do say uh, goes against what the president is suggesting is necessary. Well, friends, it is absolutely necessary. This video right here of what's taking place in New York just uh, a night or two ago should scare the heck out of anybody. And then think about what de Blasio said as far as, oh, we don't need the National Guard. Um, It's truly disturbing. There may be a cuss word or two in here, so if there's kids around, you might want to mute it. The the volume speaks, uh, the message speaks loud and clear. Yo, look at this shit. Oh my God. Wow. Yo. Holy shit. (laughs) It's a literal war zone on our streets. And Antifa are the agitators, but so many that are also just emotionally riled up over what took place with George Floyd. They're caught in the middle of this. They're not stopping. They're adding all. They're adding to this mayhem that the rest of us Americans are feeling and wondering when is it going to end. Friends, we must remember that we live in the greatest country in the world because of our laws, because of the strength that we have. And when we have Democrat governors, mayors doing things like this, 
Th this is actually really disturbing. You, you see the amount of looting and violence that's taking place on our streets, and then we have to look and see what's taking place in New York City. New York City arsonists to be instantly freed from jail thanks to the bail reform law. Are you kidding me? If you live in New York and people have been caught attacking people, looting and burning down businesses, I have some good news. Well, no, not for you law-abiding citizens. I'm talking about the thugs out there. Yeah, there's good news for thugs always in these Democrat-controlled cities. The chances of you being in jail for at least 24 hours is uh, infinitesimal. That's to your great governor, Andrew Cuomo. You may never be convicted of a serious offense because you can get released from jail without bail. And if the charges are too serious and you get caught in the act, you can always go into hiding, something you might not do if you had to post bail. So I guess criminals are exempt in, uh, from jail in New York. The law is also eliminating bail for suspects accused of third-degree arson, fourth-degree arson, fifth-degree arson, Third-degree arson is a hate crime. Uh, Fourth-degree arson is a hate crime. Fifth-degree arson is a hate crime. Uh, ensuring that arsonists who set fire in the streets are immediately released after their arraignments. Already, as Breitbart, Breitbart News has reported, more than 400 suspects arrested in New York City riots over the last few days are set to be released from jail following their arraignments without ever having to pay bail. No. Friends, I'm not kidding you. That is literally the justice system in New York City, very Democrat-controlled state, uh, Democrat-controlled city. And that's basically, what are they doing? They're giving the green light to anybody that wants to go start a fire for any cause, pretty much whatsoever. It's given a green light to it. Well, Governor uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio uh, tried, to take to the, tried to take the stage and offer his support uh, the, the crowd there, I don't think, appreciated his stance and what he's done so far for his city. I, I guarantee you Rudy Giuliani would not have, uh, have taken uh, the stance that Mayor de Blasio has taken. He cleaned up his streets. He did an amazing job. I was on his podcast not too long ago. But here is the mayor of New York City. And I don't think the, the listeners liked what he had to say very much. He gets booed. The mayor! of New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio. We need to do more, we will. So it will not be about words in this city. It will be about change, change in the NYPD, of the black community, of communities of color, for all of us, no white privilege. We need to do Change in this city once and for all. Well, they didn't want to hear what he had to say because actions speak louder than words, and actions is one thing that that mayor and the governor have done very little of. Except, of course, if you are a criminal, well, then uh, they want to side with you. Their stance has been absolutely just gross. It's been it's grossly negligent. Hopefully, and again, I'm always looking for a silver lining in everything that takes place. It is a disaster of what so many Americans are having to live through right now. But hopefully the silver lining, keep this in mind for you patriotic America, free capitalism loving people, um, keep this in mind. 
Americans are waking up. They're seeing exactly what their politicians are doing, who they're serving, and who they're not serving. And I hope that that rings loud and clear come time for election. That's when we really make our voices heard. Here's a list of media and politicians who have downplayed the violence and the looting. It's truly disgusting and disturbing that anybody would downplay it, yet that's exactly what we have here. The rioters in the United States have looted businesses and then burnt them to the ground, murdered and maimed police officers and innocent citizens, and deprived people of their civil rights. Who could defend that? Democrats. That's who. Remember when President Trump called the members of the brutal MS-13 gang animals who rushed to their defense? White supremacists or Democrats? Was it not Nancy Pelosi who insisted that uh, monsters who torture and murder teenage boys and girls before viciously murdering them uh, have, the, have divinity in them? Yes, it was. The, sa the same is, thing is happening today with Democrats and wannabe journalists who rushed to the forefront to defend the lawless actions of the rioters and the legitimate protesters see their message being lost in the midst of the looting and mugging of innocent citizens and attacks on police. Here's a list of just a few of them. New York Times wants to stand up for him. MSNBC host wants to stand up for him. Activist uh, Doray McKesson wants to stand up for him. Seattle co uh, council member uh, doesn't figure in Seattle. Another Seattle uh, council member, actually the mayor in Seattle. And uh, you can read all the details there for yourself. It's interesting to me that you don't see any conservatives. You don't see any Republicans that are standing up for these looters, that are standing up for these rioters. No, because that's not the conservative way. Hopefully you remember that when it comes time to vote, because we did elect, or you did in your area, your officials that are representing you. How are they representing you? Are they representing you well? I think uh, too many people have believed that their representatives really had their best interest in mind. And right now we find out that unless you're an illegal alien or a criminal looting and burning down businesses, they really don't have your best interest in mind. Well, we've got, uh, I, I got to get over here to, to, to buy. Oh, I'm going to jump to this first. This is, I've been trying to expose George Soros. I've been trying to expose him. I showed that clip where Hillary Clinton was calling him a dear friend, a voice that's needed. That was years ago, but uh, there's still very close ties there. Soros had his, has his hands in a lot of organizations and nonprofits that support organizations like Black Lives Matter. And I wouldn't doubt even Antifa follow the trail of crumbs of money. And I'm pretty sure you'll find Soros has been backing uh, the, that, that domestic terrorist group, Antifa. Well, here's a Soros-backed uh, St. Louis Circuit attorney. This is uh, what an attorney that's backed by George Soros does. Releases all rioters and looters from jail without charges. Yeah, no charges. Following Monday's mass rioting. The Soros-backed DA, District Attorney in St. Louis, just did what Soros wanted her to do. She released every looter and rioter from the past week without filing a single charge. No, I'm not kidding you. St. Louis DA already had the reputation of being a criminal's best friend forever, and now she cements that position. Remember, this is right after four policemen were shot in St. Louis. The champagne flowed in the DA's office the next day, I bet you. How will you never stop riots when no one goes to jail or even goes to a trial? How can you do that? You can't stop it. You're basically giving them the green light. If they are picked up again, Kim Gardner will just set them free again. Do you still question which side progressives are on? Friends, hopefully you don't have to question that anymore. Again, part of the silver lining that I believe is taking place 
is Americans are waking up to who's truly for them and who truly does not give a damn about them. Well, we're going to get over here to uh, Biden. I was actually on Lou Dobbs just a little earlier, first time on Lou Dobbs on Fox uh, Business. Uh, had an amazing time on there, and he wanted to talk to me about Joe Biden. The Democrat campaign is literally shaking in their boots. They're fearful over individuals like me. I'm a part of the black community, and the black community is waking up to just how grossly negligent Joe Biden has been towards the black community while he still tries to champion their vote. It's truly a disgusting thing. This is Biden on the crime bill. I asked Lou Dobbs, I brought it up on Lou Dobbs tonight. I said, why has Joe Biden never come out and actually said he's sorry or said that he was wrong with the crime bill that led to the mass incarceration of hundreds of thousands of black individuals around the country given disproportionately harsh sentences, even life sentences uh, automatically for, for nonviolent crimes. Well, he's been, uh, uh, he's, he's heard his share of backlash from the black community, from even members of Congress that initially thought that the crime bill might have been a good thing. Joe Biden himself still has yet to come out and say, you know what, it was a bad idea. Another thing about how uh, perspectives change over time. Bobby Rush, member of Congress, said the other day, I'm ashamed that I voted for the 94 crime bill. You ashamed of that bill? Not at all. Um, and in fact, I drafted the bill, as you remember. I know that. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct, for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, but for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. It's because of clips like that right there that Americans are waking up to exactly how disastrous the crime bills that Joe Biden wrote were for the black community. It is because of those actual clips where Biden himself, in the beginning, still refuses to apologize, to suggest that he did anything wrong whatsoever. It's because of that that the Democrat campaign is shaking in their boots and fearful of, uh, of how many voters they're going to lose. I was actually on Glenn Beck today as well. The show is probably airing, I believe, after this. I was on Glenn Beck. I was a part of a panel uh, on Glenn Beck's show where one of the individuals that he had, he had individuals of all backgrounds and walks of life. Dave Rubin was also on there. Um, we, uh, we talked and discussed and one of his guests, um, Ian, actually said that he believed that 95% of the uh, black community, community population in this country was still going to vote Democrat. I, I had to beg to differ with him. I had to let him know that I believe that a lot of uh, my friends, family, and a lot in the black community are waking up 
to the horrendous behavior and actions that the Democrat Party and their policies have had on the black community. And I believe we're going to see historic numbers for President Trump come this year. I believe we'll be a big part in helping him to get reelected. And so will you. You'll be a big part too. If you haven't already clicked share on Facebook, please click share right now. Maybe somebody will watch this and see this, that it will go a long way to help wake them up. Well, we've got, uh, I've got this I want to show you. This right here is just, it's more disturbing behavior. It sounds like, if I could at all uh, use my, uh, my intelligence, my intellect to try to decipher what a person sounds like. It sounds like it's a white individual that's berating these three people, these three individuals, for removing graffiti from a federal building. Why would removing graffiti be a bad thing? Yet that's exactly like uh, what it sounds like. Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like it was for the individual that recorded this video. Why are you guys removing Black Lives Matter's graffiti? We're just trying to take care of the thing. Yeah. We tried over there and it wasn't coming off. It's still one of those coming off. But why do you want that to come off? Well, I because it's in the federal building. Yeah, it's just the vandalism. But so you don't care about Black Lives not then? Not at all. That's not at all. We, we That's what this... Not enough to leave up a message. Right. Not not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Not a great. That's disgusting. Here we go again. And I'm sorry. I don't know if that woman was white, Asian, Japanese. Uh, uh, Native American or black. It, you really cannot tell. A lot of people maybe hear my voice and wonder what I am. So uh, that th- we don't know who that was or what, what they were saying. All we do know is what she said in the end there is, great way to use your white privilege. And that's what caused me partially, in part, to make the video that I did. This assumption that because of the color of your skin, you now automatically owe a debt to other people, to somebody else. That's racist. That's racism 101, friends. God gave you the color of your skin. You're not responsible for that. And you should be, as we all should, the best individual we can be to our family, to our friends, and to our neighbors as possible. It's it's a myth. And I know a lot of white individuals that have gone through some hellish upbringings without parents, without one or two parents or both, or with those parents on drugs and still wound up becoming an active and productive member of society, being a good person. There is no such thing as white privilege. And that's what leads to the video that caused me to make my video earlier. This right here was absolutely just so disturbing. A friend of mine sent this to me and uh, it could not be more disturbing. I should have added this to the beginning for those that hadn't seen this, but for anyone to have the audacity to walk up and demand Somebody get on their knees and apologize. I I wish I could have a talk directly with them. Maybe they'll see this if you share this video. But this right here, friends, is truly disturbing. And in my book, one of the most disgusting things that I've ever seen. Works for Black Lives Matter. I'm sorry that I scared you. But since I worked for that company, my CEO has told me to come out today and to bring you on your knees because you have white privilege. So if they see that a white person is getting on their knees, that shows solidarity for the situation. The situation. And could you just please apologize for, you know, for your white privilege? 
just apologize. I am. I'm trying to think of the right words to say because that's a that's a big thing to say. It's it's big. It comes from. It's so it's large in this country. Are you kidding me? What in the world is that person doing, thinking? That right there is racist. Friends, nobody should walk up to you and demand that you get on your knees and apologize for the color of your skin. Nobody. It is, that, that's so degrading. It's debasing. And it's the same evil that's working right now through every individual that's trying to tear this country apart. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter that you're not hitting her in the face. You slapped her in the face with your words. You demeaned her with your actions. Every single person that thinks that that's okay should be, a, should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. And for the rest of America out there, I've been flooded with messages from members of the white community that say, what do I do? How do I respond? How do I act? Can I just tell you, if you know you're a good person and you don't see color, you don't see race as an issue, you're not a racist person. If somebody like that walks up to you and demands anything, just tell them, God bless you. I love you as I love all people and have a nice day and walk away. Don't feel bad for anything. Don't take on this white guilt that so many in the mainstream media, liberals and Democrats are purporting that you must. Don't take that on. Let it just slide right off of your backside. Leave it alone. Let it go and just go about your day having yourself a good day. And just understand and remember, ignorance comes in all shades. And unfortunately, right now, it's coming predominantly through liberals, Democrats, and yes, black individuals. That guy looked and sounded like maybe he was lighter. Maybe he was, uh, uh, who knows what he was. But just know that you should not have to feel guilty about your skin. If somebody has a problem with the color of your skin, you tell them to take it up with God. Take it up with their creator as, as well as your own. And you can just leave it at that. Absolutely disgusting and disturbing. Well, we've got this. Drew Brees tried to make a statement for America, for the flag, sharing that he's not going to take a knee. With the NFL season apparently going to start up again, so many NFL players are now feeling the need to kowtow to this whole taking a knee during what should be a sacred part of every football game. Drew Brees said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he's taken a major, a major backlash over it. He wound up apologizing profusely for his statement, basically bowing to the, the liberal leftist mob for opposing kneeling during the anthem, anthem. New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees continues to face, face opposition from players who will be kneeling during the national anthem when the season begins. I think that's all the more reason why we just shut it off. Can I just tell you really quick? I was an avid football watcher. I had my own team. And it's been two years ago now, I guess, uh, that the players started taking these. Monday Night Football. I'll, I'll never forget it. I was visiting my friend in Texas before I moved here to Texas. And uh, I couldn't wait for my team to take the field. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. But when I saw almost every single one, I think every single one of the players on the team that I supported taking a knee during the National Anthem, I said, that's it. I don't even care who wins the game. In fact, I hope they lose. And I stopped watching football. Can I tell you, that was one of the greatest decisions I ever made. My Sundays are no more encumbered with, uh, uh, with football, with who wins, with who loses. No, my Sundays are for church, family, and, uh, and personal time.
I, I did not understand how much time I was giving up to watching other people live their dreams. And I refuse to give that time up to other individuals that want to desecrate and disrespect and dishonor our flag and our anthem. Hopefully that goes for somebody else out there as well. Hopefully you understand exactly what I'm talking about. So what Drew Brees initially said was, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States. What's wrong with that? With the United States of America and or our country. Let me just tell you what I see and what I feel when the anthem, the national anthem is played. And when I look at the flag of the United States, uh, Brees said, after catching a lot of hell over his comments, Brees repeated his stance later to the leftist uh, ESPN saying that he also respects his teammates and their fight for racial equality and justice. The backlash he received, however, became so strong that he eventually caved and apologized to the leftist mob. Today, Drew Brees, 41, shared a long Instagram post to apologize for his statement alongside a photo of a white person and a black person clasping hands. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, and the black community. Don't apologize to me, Drew. Don't. Please don't. And the NFL community and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday. Because you said you you support the national anthem? In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. Drew, hope you see this. You probably won't. But if you do or anybody else that wants to stand for our national anthem and not show disrespect for our flag... Uh, if you see this, please don't apologize to me. You're not doing me any favors by showing any kind of dishonor to the flag or the anthem. I love this country. I'm thankful that I live in the greatest country in the world that's given me and every other American the most opportunities to anybody that lives here more than any other country in the world. So please do not apologize and don't feel the need to apologize. Understand what you're doing is you're just, you're just literally giving in to the leftist mob that doesn't know when to stop and doesn't care how, how much they hurt or who they hurt in the process. You're not doing anybody any favors. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. So many good, well-meaning people are caught in the middle of this saying, what do I do? What do I show? What do I say? Do I put a black square on my social media and hashtag Black Lives Matter? Does that show and prove that I'm not a racist? No, it doesn't. It only makes the true racists, those in the Black Lives Matter and Antifa groups and anybody else, that wants to stir up racial division and think that you owe them an apology, it only emboldens them, makes them more bold and proud, and it's going to drive them to par- probably go farther and and, uh, and hurt a lot more people in the process. So please, don't do that and don't give in to it. Then we hear from Shannon Sharp. He has to weigh in. I- I'm telling you, it- it's, it's, it's disheartening when individuals that should know better I shared a video that Tucker broke down so eloquently. The amount of people, blacks, that died in this country last year at the hand of violence, at at the, excuse me, at the hand of cops, was 10. 10 people. 10 black Americans that were unarmed, that died. In the cases where uh, there was potential misconduct, those officers were charged. How many people, uh, how many whites were, were shot? Over 300. And how many police lost their lives at the hands of criminals last year? Black ones? 48. We should have a blue lives matter. Not a black lives matter. 
Where's the Asian lives matter? Where's the Hispanic lives matter? Where's the Native American lives matter? Where's the white lives matter? When you look at, when you really look at the numbers and you really break down what's taking place in our country, it should open your eyes to realize that there is an agenda going on to drive absolute division in this country and tear us apart because they hate this president. It's all a part of the same thing. They loathe this president. They want him out of office because he's all about cleaning up and getting rid of the deep state. He's for America and for America first. And that's all of us. We all fit under that umbrella of America. Well, Shannon Sharp goes so far as to say Drew Brees should retire. Yeah, they don't care if you apologize. They don't care if you love the national anthem. They don't care if you stand for the national anthem because it's what you should do. Because you should honor and respect it. No. They want you gone. Fox Sports 1 broadcaster Shannon Sharp says that the New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees ought to retire over his recent comments by which he said that he found kneeling during the anthem to be a sign of disrespect. Really? It's not a sign of disrespect, Shannon Sharp? Well, maybe to uh, somebody that's made millions of dollars playing a sport mostly supported, I'm sure, You go count and track how many people bought your jerseys and paid to see you play, Shannon Sharp. You're going to have a large demographic of white people, white folks that supported you. But oh no, let me just talk about how racist and oppressive our country is that I made millions of dollars playing a game and had the support of so many white folks. I'm oppressed. Get the heck out of here. That is truly disgusting. Yet we continue to see this mostly from liberals mostly from Democrats, these elites. You know what? It's like how many of these Hollywood elites and stars, I know Justin Timberlake did, Chrissy Teigen did. She's married to, uh, uh, she's married to uh, John Legend. Uh, we saw so many celebrities that wanted to support the rioters and the looters. How about the small businesses that have lost their business, their livelihood? No, these leftist liberal individuals want to support the rioters and looters and pay for their bail. Well, guess what Kanye West did? Kanye West, who's been openly supportive of the president, he's definitely siding with conservative values. He's tried to expose the plantation mindset of the Democrat agenda that's kept black folks literally in mental chains for decades. You know what he did? He donated $2 million, part of it to go to George Floyd's six-year-old daughter to pay her college tuition in full and the rest of it to go to small businesses that lost their business due to rooting, uh, looting and rioting. Yeah, he's putting his money where it should go. There's a real good, easy, simple contrast for how liberals think and how conservative-minded people think. Which side do you want to be on? Who do you want to be associated with? Who do you want to be partnered with? That's my question to you. When we talk about black on black crime, which I try to talk about it a lot, you know, some of my conservative friends tried to, uh, they chose to kind of go that direction instead of acknowledging the absolute tragedy that was the death of George Floyd. I acknowledge the tragedy of the death of George Floyd, while at the same time I say that the emotion of people that were riled up over his death should also carry that same emotion into black on black crime. This video right here, where this officer, and I, and I, and I think there is a, a cuss word in here. Uh, so again, if there's little kids, it's not a big one, but uh, I tried to edit it out. But this officer, the way that he is spoken to by individuals, 
that say he was being disrespectful because he was on the phone. What he shares about black on black crime should be something that all of Black Lives Matter and anybody that cares about black lives should be addressing. They should be marching over, but they're not. Your response to some of the people that thought you were being disrespectful by being on your phone and not being attentive to them? Well, I was on my phone, and yes, that's true. I was following developments with a five-year-old little girl sitting on her dad's lap who just got shot in the head by a drive-by shooting. And if some of the people here gave a good damn about the victimization of people in this community by crime, I take some of their invective more seriously. The greatest racial disparity in the city of Milwaukee is getting shot and killed. Hello. 80% of my homicide victims every year are African-American. 80% of our aggravated assault victims are African-American. 80% of our shooting victims who survive their shooting are African-American. Now, they know all about the last three people that have been killed by the Milwaukee Police Department over the course of the last several years. There's not one of them can name last, one of the last three homicide victims we've had in this city. Now, there's room for everybody to participate in fixing this police department, and I'm not pretending we're without sin. But this community is at risk, all right. And it's not because men and women in blue risk their lives protecting it. It's at risk because we have large numbers of high-capacity, quality firearms in the hands of remorseless criminals who don't care who they shoot. Now, I'm leaving here to go to that scene. And I take it personally, okay? We're going up there, and there's a bunch of cops processing a scene of a dead kid. And they're the ones that are going to be out there patrolling and stopping suspects that may have guns under the front seat. They're the ones that are going to take the risks of their lives to try to clean this thing up. All right? We're responsible for the things we get wrong and we take action. We've arrested cops, we've fired cops, and so on. But the fact is that the people out here, some of them, who had the most to say, are absolutely MIA when it comes to the true threats facing this community. And it gets a little tiresome. And when you start getting yelled at for reading the updates of the kid that gets shot, yeah, you take it personal, okay? Now, no offense, but I'm going up there now. And that, friends, is what I truly believe is the heart behind most of our law enforcement officers. They care about the communities that they've sworn to protect and serve. They truly care about the instances of violence. They, they seem to care more than the, those in the neighborhoods where those violent acts occur, where the murders occur. Because if the neighbors truly cared... And most of them know exactly who did, who's behind these heinous acts. They would come forward. They would tell the police. They wouldn't hide. They wouldn't say, well, snitches get stitches. No. They would come forward and share. We need more people to come forward. And I'm thankful for our law enforcement officers that have that very attitude. That take it personal when somebody like that little girl gets shot in the head while she's sitting in her daddy's lap. We need more police, not less. If you listen to the Democrats, they want, they want less police. Black Lives Matter, they want less police. They want to unstable. They want to destabilize communities even more so. Well, no, I think we need more police. And we need more individuals in neighborhoods to become police. We need them to actually become the ones that are serving and protecting their communities the right way. Not Black Lives Matter way where... They want to arm their own individuals to police the neighborhoods, to police the police. No, that's not what we need. So thankful for that officer and what he had to share. And you could feel that he truly believes and cares about his own community. We need more of that. Well, while Joe Biden has continued to uh, fan the flames of propaganda and fake news, saying that the president 
hasn't made an address that he actually tear gassed people before he walked over to the church. We hear the absolute outcry of liberals that are just insane over what the president did holding up a picture of a Bible. Well, we can't forget Bill Clinton also at one point held up a picture of a Bible, but that's, I'm sorry, is a is a pretty bad uh, uh, cor- correlation and connection because I don't appreciate or, or think that anything Bill Clinton did was really for America. Complete opposite for this president. But as far as the president making an announcement, as far as him speaking about George Floyd, I couldn't say it any better than this, and I wanted to play this entire video because the mainstream media is not playing it. They're not sharing it. They're not telling you what this president has said or how he's addressed the public. I even saw a video of The Rock. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Go to his Instagram with his millions and millions of followers with the question, where are you? Saying, where is our leader at? And uh, just following the liberal leftist lies that our president isn't doing enough. This video right here, I think, speaks volumes, and it's my privilege and honor to share it with all of you. I understand the pain that people are feeling. The death of George Floyd on the streets of Minneapolis was a grave tragedy. It should never have happened. It has filled Americans all over the country with horror, anger, and grief. We support the right of peaceful protesters, and we hear their pleas. The voices of law-abiding citizens must be heard, and heard very loudly. We will stand with the family of George Floyd, with the peaceful protesters, and with every law-abiding citizen who wants decency, civility, safety, and security. But what we are now seeing on the streets of our cities has nothing to do with justice or with peace. The memory of George Floyd is being dishonored by rioters, looters, and anarchists. The violence and vandalism is being led by Antifa and other radical left-wing groups who are terrorizing the innocent, destroying jobs. This for no reason. The mobs are devastating the life's work of good people and destroying their dreams. We work so hard to get you. So hard. It harms those who have the least. We cannot and must not allow a small group of criminals and vandals to wreck our cities and lay waste to our communities. We must defend the rights of every citizen to live without violence, prejudice, or fear. Healing, not hatred, justice, not chaos, are the mission at hand. I stand before you as a friend and ally to every American seeking justice and peace. No one is more upset than fellow law enforcement officers by the small handful fail to abide by their oath to serve and protect. We support the overwhelming majority of police officers who are incredible in every way and devoted public servants. We must all work together as a society to expand opportunity and to create a future of greater dignity and promise for all of our people. 
Every citizen in every community has the right to be safe in their workplace, safe in their homes, and safe in our city streets. We are working toward a more just society, but that means building up, not tearing down, joining hands, not hurling fists, standing in solidarity, not surrendering to hostility. This is the sacred right of all Americans that I am totally determined to defend and will defend. <laughs> that is leadership. He said so much in there. How could anyone hear what this president has to share and truly think that he's in it for any other reason than to serve, support, and protect our country? All of us, all people, that's what this president is all about. And that's why I support him. And that's why I will continue to champion his message. Is he perfect? No, I'm not saying that he is. But he shares the heartbeat and soul, the true soul of this country. And that is exactly what we all need right now. We need four more years of this president and his administration. We need the House, friends. We need to keep the Senate. And I truly believe that we'll see four years of a truly glorious United States of America. And I believe that we'll come out of this crisis even more united with more people awake than ever before. That is what I truly, truly believe. Friends, thank you so, so much for choosing to join me today. Again, one way that you can support me, my uh, show is consistently supported by my wife and I's own small business, uncorkedliving.com. We've got amazing products that are all natural, that are sugar-free, GMO-free, gluten-free, and that work. They absolutely work. I take and use all of them every single day. Something to help you relax your mind and get a great night's sleep. We've got a whole food, plant-based, multi-mineral, multivitamin that I take every single day. Uh, you get about 12, to, you, could, you could replace 10 to 12 bottles with that one product, Revive. Revives your body at a cellular level from the inside out. We've got my uncorked juice that I drink every single day. And um, we've got a detox formula that I take every single night to help cleanse your gallbladder, your liver, and your colon. These are our products that my wife and I had formulated, developed, and uh, it's an honor to bring those to you. So if you want to support me, one great way you can do that is to give something a try at uncorkedliving.com. That, and make sure you subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, where you'll get all my shows and my one-on-one -on -one interviews only on uh, my podcast. So God bless you all. Thank you so, so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me. We'll see you back here tomorrow for TGI Friday. God bless. Have a good night.